You're listening to a podcast from City Tribe Media. We're an urban tribe who helps people who feel far from God to know Jesus, cultivate freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We're also a diverse tribe who welcomes everyone from bikers to bankers, PhDs to GEDs, every age, race, and walk of life. So whether you're a longtime Christ follower or a spiritual investigator, we hope you're encouraged through our content. Enjoy today's teaching. What's going on, familia? How we doing? You want to give a shout out to the motorcycle tribe out there. Thank you guys for collecting that stuff for you guys that brought in some stuff for that food drive that they're doing, the turkey run, helping under-resourced families. So thank you so much. You know, we've been in this series called God Moments, right? God Moments are experiences of God's loving activity in our lives that change us. No, Pastor Doug has talked about how God is, and last week we talked about some amazing rescues, right? And a lot of you guys shared some awesome stories about some of those rescues. You know, and perhaps identifying a God moment as good moment, right, is pretty easy for most of us. We can kind of recognize great things that happen in our lives. That can be a good God moment, right? Sometimes things happen to us that are so awesome, we, we may not even consider it as a God moment. So it's good to consider these things, right? And a good God moment for me was back in 2013 when I felt God calling me into the ministry. Um, Yeah, it's been a little while, but what has been a great God moment for you? Has it been perhaps when you came to faith in God and that was an awesome experience where you experienced God? Got baptized, we can have baptisms today. Those are great God moments. Maybe it's when God answered a prayer that you know, you're praying for that particular someone and God provided this appointment with that person, right? And now you're, you're in love with the love of your life. Great God moments. But what about not so good moments? What about when we're going through something really tough or we're experiencing some physical calamity, some type of processes going on with our bodies or mentally. You know, for me, last time I was up here was March the 6th. And I remember because the next day I was in a meeting with, with Jeannie and she goes, hey, Joe, are you okay? And I was like, you know what? My nose feels weird, right? And then the next day after that, the left side of my face went totally numb. I'm in the ER for what doctors thought was a stroke. And then for several weeks, months even, they were trying to figure out what is going on with me. Is you having Bell's palsy? What's going on? They couldn't really figure it out. All sorts of tests, MRIs, CAT scans, carotid ultrasounds, all sorts of lab work checking me for every disease, MS, myasthenia gravis, every kind of disease process, neurological type stuff. Spinal taps, oh, those are fun. So yeah, not a good time in my life. 
But I, you know what? I was actually doing okay with this. Besides this excruciating pain in my left eye, I was doing okay until I went to go serve out in Uvalde. I was called to serve on the Billy Graham Rapper response team, chaplain team, to go serve out there during that shooting. And while I was out there, I started having double vision. I drove myself out there. I could not drive myself back. My sister picked me up. Other chaplains were driving me around there in the chaplain team. And when I got back, my left eye, besides this excruciating pain, it's like it went off to the side and just froze there, stuck. I could literally be looking at my wife over here and looking around the corner with the other eye. She even told me, hey, babe, are you like seeing somebody on the side? <laughs> Trying to make me laugh through all this craziness that's going on with my body. But yeah, an adversity in our lives sometimes can be valuable. And we're going to be talking about that later on in this series, Valuable Adversities. But what has that been for you? Broken relationships sometimes will really take us down a dark path, losing somebody for sure. Now, I was talking to our, our city, city youth. I gave a version of this message, message to them and was asking them about the stuff that's happened in their lives. And I shared one of my stories about when I was a kid. Sometimes things happen to us that are so bad. Abuse, neglect, bullying. And uh, it has you think these thoughts where life is not worth living. If you feel that way inside, thoughts of suicide can come. Where, where is God in these moments? Where are you, God, when I'm going through a hard time? You know, it's interesting that one of the most powerful prophets of the Bible, Elijah, was going through something that had him thinking these kinds of thoughts where he felt like he wanted... He didn't want to live anymore. And he wanted to die. Check out what the Bible says. It says, but he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a broom tree. And he asked that he might die saying, it is enough. Now, O Lord, take away my life for I am no better than my father's. And before I continue telling you about Elijah's God moments, let me, uh, let's go ahead and bow our heads and pray. Father God, I want to thank you, Lord, for another, another day, Father, such a beautiful day. And I, I pray, Father, that you speak to us, Father, through your Holy Spirit. I pray, Lord God, that the unfolding of your word would give light and impart understanding to us all, Father. I pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, I mentioned that Elijah was one of the, probably one of the greatest prophets of the Bible. And a prophet, just to put a little... Context is really somebody that comes on the scene in those ancient days that is pointing others to God, is speaking for, for God. And he comes on in about chapter 17 of 1 Kings. If you want to check out the story I'm about to relate to you guys, it's when he comes on the scene. But he had some awesome great moments where God really shows up in a powerful way, yet he was personal in his presence. And that's going to be our big idea our big idea is that God is powerful yet personal in his presence. Turn to somebody right now, one of your neighbors, and tell them, hey, God is powerful yet personal in his presence. Personal in his presence. So that's what I'm calling los three Ps, right? Los three Ps. And that doesn't stand for puro party party. Right? 
So I'm going to explain a little bit why I think Elijah is one of those guys. It's not like playing with matches kind of guy. Playing with fire. And I call it like praying with fire. Let me give you a little backstory. So Elijah, when he comes on the scene, King Ahab and Queen Jezebel were the rulers at that time of the Israelites. And they had swayed the Israelites to worship the Baals, the false gods, right? And Elijah's coming on the scene and saying, hey, check out what you're doing, dude, right? Tell you what, let's gather the Israelites, right? Gather all your your prophets. It was 450 of them, according to the Bible. It might have been 850 because it says that Jezebel also had like 400 prophets. Let's get together and let's have a little contest. Let's set up an altar, put some wood on it, slaughter a bull, except when we call on our God, you call on your God, I call on my God, to light it up. He lights it up. Our God lights it, not us. So they go out and they do this. And he gives the false prophets the first shot. 450 guys around this altar, setting it up, got the bull up there. They start praying. It says that they even start cutting themselves, right, as they're going around. And nothing's happening. And Elijah gets a little cocky with them, and he's like, hey, what's up with your, with your God? Is he like on vacation or something? Is he like in the restroom doing the do that we do, do? He got pretty cocky with them. And then it's his turn, right? He says, all right, guys, I'm going to set up stones, the altar, got the bull up there, except I want to dig a trench around it, and I'm going to pour water all over it. Tells him to pour water in it three times, so much that a little trench around it gets full. And then he prays this prayer, right? He prays this prayer. He says, answer me, O Lord. Answer me that this people may know that you, O Lord, are God, and that you have turned their hearts back. Then the fire of the Lord fell, and check this out, consumed the burnt offering. Look at all these little details. The wood, the stones, the dust, and licked up the water that was in the trench. Now that's praying with fire. And in that God moment, God shows up on our first P, power. Can you imagine? One of the things that I do when I'm reading the Bible is I imagine myself there, right? Can you imagine it's like sitting by, getting ready to do a bonfire, right? And then all of a sudden there's somebody there that prays and fire just comes out of the sky and all the wood is gone. There's no more bonfire, right? And I imagine myself like in that moment there with Elijah, I imagine like hearing like sizzling, steaming water because it was water and just little mist going up, and I imagine just a little hint of barbecue brisket, right? Can you tell I'm getting hungry? And then the next thing you know, Elijah takes out those false prophets. Now fast forward, and all the Israelites believe now in the one true God. Fast forward now to the wilderness where Elijah is praying this prayer that God take his life. It's enough, Lord, take my life. And Queen Jezebel's chasing him and has told him it's going to kill him. Here's my question. 
Why is he afraid if he just, and he prayed this prayer for God to take his life, knowing that God is all powerful, praying that God take his life. And why is he running afraid? Just saw an awesome demonstration of our powerful God, all consuming fire. I would be praying like, Lord, Jezebel said she was going to kill me. Will you zap her with lightning and just fry her up? Maybe he prayed that. I don't know. The Bible doesn't say. Maybe that's the reason he was running because God didn't answer that prayer if he prayed it. But here's the deal. God showed up in that incredible power. And even though that was going on and he's running scared, sometimes we too get overwhelmed. Right? We go through things in life after seeing God work craziness. We're running. We're afraid. We're reacting to some crisis in our lives. And we have these thoughts even when it gets so bad that my life would be better not here. Think about suicide even sometimes. That reaction right there can be a normal response to a very abnormal situation. Just want to let you guys know that. It's not a strange thing for us to consider that we don't want to live when we're going through something really tough. A very, let me repeat that, a very normal response to an abnormal situation. That is actually the definition of a crisis. It's part of being human. Check out what the Bible says about Elijah. Chapter 5, verse 17, it says that Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. I mean, even though he was his incredible prophet, he was just as human as we are. We're just as human as he is. Same emotions, get scared, run. And in this distressing time, God shows up again. Another God moment. And he asks him a question. He says, what are you doing here, Elijah? You know, I think sometimes... We don't realize God's presence. I, honestly, I don't think that Elijah realizes that first time God asked him that because God actually asked him twice. He asked him the same question twice. What are you doing here, Elijah? And this was indeed another God moment. And check out what the Bible says. It says, and behold, the Lord passed by and a great and strong wind tore the mountain and broke it in pieces and the rocks fell before the Lord. And the Lord was not in the wind and in the and then there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. Instead, after the fire, there was a whisper. Whisper. And it says that, the, that Elijah wraps his face in his cloak, and I imagine, Lord, oh my gosh, God is right. Here. That moment was filled with God's presence. Speaking about presence, somebody present with me here today. My wife Vita's back there in the production booth. Maybe you guys, some of you know her, some might have seen her. Where's your hand back there, Vita? Give her a hand, guys. It's my wife Vita working back there on the production booth. And I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna ask Vita a question. I'm not going to use a microphone. 
Now, some of you up here in the front might hear me. I'm going to ask you a question. Hold on. You couldn't hear me, right, babe? Did you hear me? No. I'm going to ask Vita to come up here. Come on up here, Vita. So, guys, I'm going to demonstrate to you something real quick. Come on up here, babe. Vita and I have different jobs, and uh, sometimes these jobs create some space between us. As a matter of fact, she travels for a living, and sometimes she's very far away. Matter of fact, one of the times she just came back from, she was like in the mountains, and I could barely get any phone service. So, some space between us sometimes. And in those moments, sometimes we don't hear each other very well. Okay, I don't hear her very well sometimes. It's a man thing, right? Men don't listen very good. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell her, I'm going to ask her that question again. Let me ask her again. She heard me that time, guys. Thank you, babe. Would you guys give her a hand? Thank you. She heard me because she walked up here and I was close to her, right? It's about being personal. And that is the last of those three Ps, right? God moments are personal. God moments are personal. It's about you and God, me and God, each one of you having a personal experience with God. It's about that proximity. Okay, there's a free P for you, proximity in his God being personal. God is a personal God and really wants to be personal with you. He might, be even, he might even ask you a question. Maybe put your name at the end of it, that question. Realize that in God moments, he's powerful. He's present. And he's very personal. He wants to be personal and up close to you and me. Look, I don't know where you are in your walk with God, with Jesus. Maybe you have a great relationship. God's showing up in some incredible power in your life. Maybe you sense his presence. Maybe you have a very personal relationship with him. Like, I hope you do. What about for some of us that sometimes feel that we, we don't have that? You know, maybe you're alone somewhere. Maybe you feel alone right now. Having those thoughts that life would be better off without you. And I don't want to take it for granted that there might be someone in here right now or watching online that you're feeling like life is not worth living. You're ready to check out. And I know several that have been there. I myself have been there. And I'm sure many of us know somebody who's taken their life. And for some of us, it might be hard to move out of that mindset and need help. Maybe you suffered a loss, a great loss in your life. And talking about loss, it's not just about a person. Sometimes we can lose a dream. A dream we had that for some reason no longer going to happen. Sometimes things change in our lives that they're just not the same anymore. And we've lost that sense 
what we thought would be, we'd be happy. We no longer have that. And life sometimes doesn't feel like worth, it's worth living during these moments. Know that this place, City Tribe, is a safe place. You can talk to me, you can talk to any of our staff. We'll listen or we'll provide some resources for sure. We want you to know that we see you. Did you know that you can actually text a counselor to? Yeah, that new lifeline that came out that changed this year for the suicide lifeline, that 988 number. I actually tested it, text with a counselor myself just to see how it worked. That person on the other side of the phone was really checking on me, making sure I was okay. Just like we want you to be okay. So do me a favor. If you don't have this number on your phone, easy number to remember, 988. Plug it in as a contact. Maybe you can share it with somebody in the future, right now, somebody you know, somebody you love. Guys, listen that you are not alone. You belong here. You belong here. And if you're having those kinds of thoughts, know that we love you, that God loves you and is present, wants to be personal with you. He's powerful. He's personal, his presence. You know, last month um, was Suicide Awareness Month. And I shared this message, like I told you guys, I shared this kind of a sort of this message with City Youth and uh, heard an awesome story that was shared also from Jacob Gutierrez. I honor Jacob for being brave with that. And we heard a lot of stories too that were recorded last week when Pastor Doug gave that amazing rescue story. Some of you guys shared some stories, some incredible stories. There was a story in there. She didn't know about this message today. You guys check out what she said. My name is Sonia Chapa, and God rescued me at the age of 32 in my, in my suicide attempt. I was rescued by God by former students, parents who invited me to go to church two weeks before the initial suicide plan was going to take place. Without this parents, I would have never been successful as I am now as the teacher that I am. So thank you, God, for rescuing me. I want to honor Sonia. I want to honor Sonia because it takes a lot of courage to come out and say something like that. Not even knowing we're going to talk about suicide today. It's amazing. Sonia, I see you. More importantly, God sees you. God sees you. You. Sees all of us. Just like he saw Elijah. Just like he saw Elijah. You know, it's interesting how Elijah was one of the like two people in the Bible that did not die. He didn't die. The Bible says this. As they still went on and, and talked, behold, chariots of fire and horses of fire separated two of them. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. You know, the story, the Old Testament, prophet Elijah and a bunch of other prophets in the Bible and so many other stories, the sacrifices they speak to, 
They all point to a person. Jesus, he was and he still is the ultimate sacrifice. Sacrifice is that what draws us in those ancient days was something that draws us closer to God, to spilling of blood. It's ancient practice. So because of him, we can come close to God. Just like God showed up in fire back with Elijah, right? He shows up in power through Jesus coming down from heaven to show us who he is. God is present. He's personal. And check this out. I ask you guys to think about those details of that, what happened in that all-consuming fire. And it took, a, it took the stones, the altar, the wood, the water. It took it all, the dust. Jesus takes it all. Takes it all. The good, the bad, the ugly, your struggles, sin. You know what? He'll take your life. He'll take your life. You give it to him. Maybe not like you expect. Maybe it's not going to be chariots of fire, right? But give him your life and see what he does. Put your trust in him. There's no magic prayer. It's the condition of your heart. Coming to God and saying, you know what, Lord? I know I got a bunch of junk in my life. I know I sinned. I'm going to trust that Jesus, that sacrifice, that blood allows me to have a relationship with you and come to you. That you forgive my sins through Jesus. I'm going to believe that he was raised up on the third day in that power of the resurrection so that I too can live forever with you. Amen. If you pray that, amen. If you pray that. So guys, today we're going to have some baptisms. Some of them might be God moments. You know, maybe you've come to faith in the past and you haven't been baptized yet. But today's that day for you. Are you going to be bold, courageous? Proclaim to everybody, you know what, Lord? I believe. I believe Jesus died for me. I want to raise up to a new life. So guys, those that are getting ready to get baptized, if you guys make your way up here to the front, bring your stuff with you. I think we have a few of Ethiopian blue shirts over there. Come on up, make your way up here. Let's experience some God moments through baptisms, guys.
my favorite baptisms of all time, right? Um, and like, how much faith does it take when you're at an age where jumping into a tub is not that easy? But you know, um, he's worth it, isn't he? He's worth it. And so, can we just thank God for all the baptisms that have taken place and all that he's done in our lives, right? Thank you, Lord Jesus. And can, can, we, can we honor Pastor Joe for an awesome, heartfelt message from the Word? Yeah. And can we thank our band for some awesome music today? That's pretty good, too, huh? All right. You guys take a load off for just a minute. And as we wrap up today... I just want to remind you of a couple of things. One is that, of course, we're, we're going to continue in God moments next Sunday. And we're going to be looking at a God moment of calling. Have you ever had a God moment where God revealed to you his calling for your life? Well, we're going to explore that and study it in the scriptures next Sunday. So make sure and come on back for that. And we'll uh, show you that in the scriptures. Also, uh, we're going to be having our Awaken service Tuesday night right here at the Cameo. Uh, like Priscilla said earlier, get here a little early to get your seat, and then the worship begins at 7 o'clock right here in the Cameo. And you know, the reason that a lot of us bring our tithes and offerings here at City Tribe Church is because we want to see more of these baptisms. Wasn't it awesome like to see, you know, um, and uh, 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 how, what's the right way to say it? A, a mature sister in the Lord, and then a, a very young child right after that that made her mama proud, you know? Um, so it was just beautiful to watch, and that's why the why we bring our tithes and offerings here. There are four ways to get that done since we don't pass buckets or plates here. You can mail your tithes and offerings in. You can text it. You can go to the giving stations and take care of it there. You can just get on any device and go to citytribe.church slash tithe. So let's stand up together one more time. Put an arm around someone, put down a hand in position to receive, and let me speak a word of benediction over you. Dear brothers and sisters, as you walk from this place, may you walk in the power of God, in his presence, and take his presence to a world that desperately needs it. You guys have an amazing week, and we'll see you guys next time. Peace. We're glad you were a part of the tribe today. To further connect with us, check the City Tribe YouTube channel, iTunes, SoundCloud, Instagram, Facebook, or our website, citytribe.church. May you go from this podcast knowing that you are loved.